Hello. On this episode of our podcast, we're going to be discussing the question, do we need cancer regulations? So I want to start off by saying cancer is a widespread issue that we face in modern society. Over time, this disease has taken its toll on the world and has claimed the lives of over 10 million people worldwide just within the year of 2020 alone. This speaks to how prevalent the disease is throughout the world. With this many deaths occurring as a result of this disease, it doesn't make sense how there isn't more regulation to prevent it. Considering how common a disease this is and its worldwide lethality puts into perspective how detrimental such a disease is and why it's imperative that there be measures taken to prevent such a disease from occurring and claiming lives over time. This is why I think that there needs to be preventative measures that should be taken to reduce exposure to cancer-causing agents. And I feel like the only way to do this is through actually bringing this issue to the lawmakers of America. So I'm talking about the, the U.S. Senators and the House of Representatives. I think that it's really crucial that we bring this issue to them because they're the ones who are in control of making laws within our government. So to begin to tackle this issue, one must understand what exactly cancer is. So cancer is a disease that involves the uncontrollable growth and spread of cells. In someone who is healthy, cells grow and multiply at a normal rate. And this growth is usually done when cell death occurs or cells are damaged. But in cancer, this process goes wrong. An abnormality occurs in which the cells divide and grow uncontrollably. This abnormality leads to the formation of a mass of tissue known as a tumor. A cancerous tumor, which is filled with cancerous cells, is called a malignant tumor. And they are lumps of cancerous cells that have the ability to spread and to do damage to the cells that are nearby as well. This can cause great harm to any tissue and organs that are nearby. With cancer affecting so many parts of the body, it's important to note that there's many different types of cancer. With there being over 100 types of cancers, there's many different type of unique characteristics that they each all have and different options for treatments when it comes to these cancers. Some of the most common types of cancers include breast cancer, lung cancer, prostate cancer, and colon cancer, just to name a few. With the most prevalent being breast cancer, as it accounts for 25.7% of all cancer, and the cases seem to be increasing yearly by 0.5%, according to the University of San Martin de Porres. Regardless of the many different types of cancers and how different they are fundamentally, you know, due to, you know, different parts of the bodies that they affect, they all stem from one singular thing. When it comes to cancer, the issue wholly revolves around cells. Cells are the main things that are affected when it comes to cancer. And due to the complex nature of the disease, there are a lot of factors to consider when trying to figure out what exactly is the cause of a specific cancer case. One of the main causes of cancer is genes. These mutations 
can be inherited or simply just occur randomly during cell division and can lead to uncontrollable cell growth and tumor formation. An example of this would be breast cancer. Studies have shown that 7% of breast cancer cases are due to the inheritance of a genetic mutation. This mutation is known as ataxia telangiectasia, and it has the ability to increase the likelihood of the inheritance of cancer due to the cancer-causing genes. Around 50% of people who have this genetic mutation end up developing cancer, according to research done by San Martin de Porres. This just goes to show that a large part of cancer is due to genetics and DNA, you know, as it's very possible for someone to be able to inherit certain genes that would influence the likelihood of someone developing cancer. Now, environmental factors um, also play another big role in the causation of cancer. So... Exposure, so within the environment, there's the possibility of being exposed to carcinogens. Carcinogens also play a large role in the development of cancer. Carcinogens are substances that can cause cancer by damaging DNA and other cellular processes. Carcinogens are very common and can be found all around us. An example of an of a carcinogen that is usually found within day-to-day life is tobacco. Exposure to tobacco smoke is the leading cause of cancer. It's also the leading cause of death from cancer, according to National Cancer Institute. There's also radiation. Radiation, such as x-rays, gamma rays, and any other form of ionizing radiation, can increase the risk of cancer. Even something such as alcohol, which is a normal item that a lot of people have within their households, can increase the risk of a multitude of cancers. The day-to-day lifestyle of people the way people live their lives, their daily routines, something like that. Lifestyle factors can increase the risk of developing cancer. Things to pay attention to are diets, you know, and physical activity. Those things have been linked to the the development of cancer. A diet that's high in processed and red meat, for example, has been associated with an increased risk of colorectal cancer while a diet rich in fruits vegetables whole grains you know people you know being able to follow the food pyramid you know make healthy food choices that's been linked to a lower risk of several types of cancers according to the world cancer research fund and the american institute for cancer research there's also been shown to be a reduced risk of developing several types of cancer by participating in regular exercise, such as breast cancer, colon cancer, prostate cancer. Other lifestyle factors, such as using tobacco, I stated earlier, um, you know, using tobacco, you know, it's carcinogen, can increase the risk of several types of cancers. Tell us why it's important to make healthy lifestyle choices that can help reduce the risk of developing cancer. So, as I've went through all of the most common causes of cancer, I did all that to show that majority of cancer or of the cancer-causing agents and different things that cause cancer, a lot of it can be prevented. The only form of cancer 
that may not be able to be fully prevented is the hereditary or genetic form of cancer. This form of cancer is stated by the National Cancer Institute to only make up 10% of all cancers. With this in mind, this means that even though there are cases of cancer that are, you know, hereditary or genetic and may not be fully preventable, they only make up a small margin of the cumulative amount of cancer cases. With there being only 10% of cancer cases that are caused by, you know, genetic and uh, hereditary causes, that leaves 90% that is preventable, which is a large portion of it. With this in mind, that means that it's very much possible and realistic to prevent a lot of these cancer cases that we're seeing. This is exactly where the government legislature comes in. So when it comes to trying to set up preventative measures on on a high, like on a large scale whether it be you know global or local scale we need the involvement of the government so this is why i believe that the legislature can really help in this case i believe that there should be some sort of regulations put in place to prevent the spread of these different types of risk factors that put people at risk of developing cancers. And this can be done through many different types of ways. Um, for example, one of the biggest causes um, of cancer, like we stated before, is carcinogens. Um, a lot of carcinogens can get passed through the air as air pollution. The government can regulate air pollution by enforcing a, a more strict emission standard on industries and promoting the use of cleaner fuels. Another way that people are being exposed to carcinogens is through certain chemicals within manufactured products. The government could regulate the use of these chemicals by requiring manufacturers to explain the chemicals that they use in their products, and also banning and restricting the use of specific chemicals that are known to be harmful. At work can also be another place that people can be exposed to harmful chemicals and carcinogens. Um, the government can regulate these hazards by enforcing safety regulations, making employers give employees proper equipment and training so they are less likely to run the risk of being harmed, and running inspections to make sure everything is up to par. Tobacco and alcohol, as I've stated previously, are also the two main contributors to cancer worldwide. These things are widely available to the public. And I believe that the government can make regulations or policies that would discourage people from wanting to use them or even, you know, Im impose taxes or, you know, restrict advertising and marketing or implementing age limits. Overall, just try to discourage people from using these products or at least restrict them in some way or form from using them. Then there's unhealthy diets and physical inactivity that are significant risk factors for cancer. The government can promote healthy diets within schools and physical activity and just implement po policies that overall encourage, you know, 
being healthy, eating healthy, like eating fruits and vegetables. And, you know, maybe restricting the marketing of unhealthy foods and provide, you know, provide more spaces for physical activity to occur. Through the power of legislature, I believe that putting these preventative measures and regulations in place is very possible. And I think this issue is really important and needs to be bought up in order to help reduce these large amounts of cancer cases that we're currently experiencing. Over time, if nothing is done, things will definitely get worse. So I believe a topic as important as this needs to be bought up and needs to needs more awareness, needs more attention for something to be done. But that's it. Thank you for listening to my podcast. And I'm greatly appreciative for you giving a second to listen to my position on the issue. And I hope I was able to at least somewhat change your stance or convince you of why it's really important that we bring this issue to legislature.